Howdy, this is Legend. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. And we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. What, what? So guess what happened? What happened? I got a text from my daughter's teacher. Awesome. And do you know what she said? She did something silly. She did not do anything, but a little boy decided that he was going to cut my daughter's hair (laughs) at school. So I got a text from the teacher that basically said, I'm so sorry, Val got a piece of her hair cut off, and it's not noticeable. (laughs) Okay. And then I just texted her back and was like, it's cool, it happens. Two years ago, Val gave herself bangs. So I remember that it is not a new phenomenon. Come to find out that her and her partner went to go play with Play-Doh, but her partner has a vengeful spirit inside of him because (laughs) when she turned her back to him, he just decided that he was going to snip a chunk of her hair out of her head. Now, they're kindergartners. <laughs> Cutting hair, I feel like, is a normal part of being a small child. It happens. I was not offended that he cut her hair. I was slightly scared that a child took scissors anywhere near my child's head. <laughs> They're safety scissors. I would hope, but the teacher did tell me that she talked to that child's parents. So it's really not a big deal. I don't really care about the hair. It's just I don't want her to get stabbed by scissors. (laughs) So, um, but yeah. It sounds like somebody's got a crush on your girl already. Possibly, or they just really have an eye for fashion that too they cut right in the middle of my daughter's head in the back maybe they're just trying to give her some layers maybe and uh i asked her about it and i said why why did he cut your hair and she said he wanted to give me a haircut and i'm like so wait did you let him or did you not know because the way your teacher made it sound was that she turned around and he was all <laughs> hi the scissors. So I don't really know. She so let him. <laughs> she probably did, honestly. Uh, he was probably like, Can I try to cut your hair? And she's like, Yeah, go for it, man. I've already done it. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. It worked out for me. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Little kids. I know. Oh, and then another thing happened while we're on the subject of my kids in school. I got a notification from the school this morning saying that my son was marked unexcused unexcused absence. I personally dropped my son off at school this morning and he's in third grade. So... I would hope at least he's not ditching already. (laughs) I was freaking the hell out because I thought that my child got snatched at school. And I called the school and nobody answered. And our school is actually really good with communication. So I'm able to get a hold of my kids' teachers pretty quickly. So I texted his teacher and called my husband and had him try to call the school And while he was trying to call the school, I got a text back about 10 minutes later from (laughs) his teacher saying, I'm so sorry I accidentally hit absent instead of present. But yeah, my heart was in my throat. That should be one of those things where it asks you like five times. Yes. Are you sure this person's not here? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are other parents. My husband did not seem nearly as concerned as I did. But you just don't know. You, you don't. Know? I mean, if I would have saw it on my non-existent child, 
I would have been like, oh, I'm driving to that school right now. Oh, I was so, so, so close because I could not get a hold of anybody what felt like forever. And my son is a very responsible child. He's not, at least at this age, he's not (laughs) going to, I can't speak for when he's a teenager. God knows what's going to happen with hormones. But (laughs) right now he is very good very good and he goes right to class he walks his sister to the playground and then he goes to his side because they have the playground split it's a huge playground and they have it split for the because the elementary school is on i don't know why i'm explaining this to you but it's two (laughs) buildings in a cul-de-sac kind of that face each other and one is a K2 building, one is the 3-5 building. So my son just went to the second building. But there's a playground in the middle of them. And it's also split in half. And it's huge and wonderful. And so the big kids are on one side and the little kids are on the other side. And so Jamie walks Val to the side where the little kids enter. And then he goes and goes to the big kid side until the bell rings. So And he does that every morning so far. And he's, you know never had a problem so i was like okay somebody snatched him like because <laughs> there's no way he didn't go to school but yeah that was my my day that sounds lovely good morning text very good morning i was like still half asleep i just logged into work and was like eh, what are you telling me about my child right now <laughs> pop quiz time oh okay sweet <laughs> let's do it so I'm going to give you a fact about an animal. You're going to guess what the animal is. If you do not guess correctly, we move on to the next fact. Are you ready? Ready. Fact one. They live almost everywhere. The exception being Antarctica. Birds. Wrong. Fact two. There are over 6,000 species of this animal. 6,000 species? Yeah. A fish? (laughs) No. Fact three. A group of them is called an army. Armadillos. (laughs) No, but that'd be fun. Fact four. They can't eat and keep their eyes open at the same time. (laughs) what they can't eat and keep their eyes open at the same time nope a cow (laughs) (laughs) who can't chew and keep their eyes open no one said anything about chewing fact five they cannot drink water they absorb it and it's an animal (laughs) an earthworm no Fact six. I have ten of these. They have almost 180 degree vision. A sponge owl. No. (laughs) I have no idea. Fact seven. Each species has their own call. Bacteria? (laughs) No. I don't know. They don't even make noise as far as I know, but (laughs) monkeys no Mm -mm. fact eight they were the first land animals with vocal cords that's a little misleading that's a little misleading because i feel like all of these are misleading a squirrel they don't exclusively live on land then they're (laughs) not birds and fish no a squirrel no platypus beaver fact nine some can jump 20 times their body length one can even jump 60 times its body length one just one well one species in particular a kangaroo yeah (laughs) last one some desert species hibernate for over seven years until it rains a cicada nope what the fuck is it (laughs) sand frogs oh (laughs) that 
what the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought frog facts were cool. <laughs> yeah. They don't drink water. They absorb no. it. Yeah. And they can't eat with their eyes open. So weird. Because they go bleh. And they stick their tongues out and grab it and close their eyes. And then yeah. pull it in their mouth. And... I guess I really never thought about it. Fascinating. Well, <laughs> there are videos on TikTok. I don't know the person's name and they don't always pop up, but they own pet frogs. I think they're like tree frogs probably. And they keep eating her finger. I saw that today. <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with them? Are yeah. you starving them? Yeah, it's hilarious. It was it was hilarious because she stuck her hand in there and she was trying to get one and one was on her pinky, like mm-hmm. her pinky was like all the way in it. And then mm. she was like, No, you stay over there to the other <laughs> one. And I'm like, feed them. And she's like, I already fed them today. And I'm like, fucking feed them again. Obviously, they're still hungry. <laughs> There was one video where she is feeding them and it went for her finger instead of the food. <laughs> they don't like her. They also, just want bigger food, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. And also, um, it makes actually a lot of sense that you said that they absorb water through their skin. Because when I was looking at a tree frog, because Jamie really, really wants one. Yeah. I know, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'll get him one because you're actually not really supposed to hold them because she was saying that they absorb the bacteria on your skin through their skin. Mm -hmm. So that actually makes a lot of sense. And then they can get real sick. Yeah, that's what she was saying. She was like, they'll get really sick if they're held a lot. And I don't know if you guys know, but kids are fucking disgusting. So yeah. And they want to hold all the animals. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So, what makes frogs a suitable topic for a weird shit podcast? Other than the fact that they absorb water? <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty weird. <laughs> Three foot tall frog people. Ooh. We are talking about the Loveland frog in Ohio, a.k.a. the Loveland frog man and the Loveland Lizard. Have you ever heard of this guy? Never. Really? Do you have I any I get that guesses? picture of that frog on the meme. You know what frog I'm talking about? Nah. Really? He's always like... Uh, not the Kermit the Frog one. The it's... racist frog one? No, not that frog either. I, ne- I, I know that that frog is racist, but I've never seen what it comes from or like where it started or and I don't want to but I just I've always heard it's like a bad frog and I'm like all I see are these pictures of it once upon a time I knew the answer to why he was the racist frog but that has been kicked out of my brain to make room for other things good because nobody wants that shit but it's just every time I see it I'm like okay I know that's a bad frog I don't know why it's a bad frog but I know it's a bad frog But no, it's like a drawing, like a sketch. It reminds me of the Mr. Frog and Mr. Toad books. Mm, I had one of those. I've had a few. But yeah. um, Anyways, we can move on from that. But that's what I imagine. I imagine the WB frog. You know, the Hello My Darling frog with the hat and all that. That is what I picture the entire time. So there you go. You're welcome. Have fun picturing it. I was gonna say yes. I mean, it's kind of close to what I'm talking about, except for mine doesn't make noise or move. It just picture. (laughs) So, this legend takes place in the little town of Loveland, Ohio, about a 30 minute drive northeast of Cincinnati. The town was named after James Loveland who ran a general store and post office by the railroad that used to go through the town. That railroad is now a bike trail that runs next to the Little Miami River. Sounds like a cute little town till you find out it's run by frog people. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or am I? 
<laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> In 1955-ish, there was a businessman or salesman, maybe a Bible-giving man. Nobody really knows. They don't know his name either. He might have just been a suit-wearing traveler. Wow. This businessman was coming into town late one night when he had his the first recorded encounter with the alleged frogmen. Now, like, men, like many legends, there are a few different versions of his story. I will save the craziest for last. Ooh. Story one. He is driving down a road very late at night when he has to stop because there are three figures congregating in the middle of the road. He sits there for a minute and then honks at them. They all turn around and look at him for a moment and then they scuttle away. Story two. He is driving and notices three figures huddled on top of the Loveland Bridge that goes over the little Miami River. He stops his car with his lights pointed at the creatures. After a bit, he honks. The creatures look at him and then go a little spastic. One is even said to jump on the hood of his car, causing him to pass out. When he wakes oh, wow. up, <laughs> when he wakes up, there is no evidence they were ever there. Story three. <laughs> yeah. We are on the same bridge. But this time he stops the car on the bridge, gets out, and looks down. He sees three figures huddling, and it looks like they're conversing. He yells, hey, at them, and they all turn around, visibly annoyed. One pulls out a wand or a, me <laughs> or a metal cylinder oh, okay, and shoots sparks at the man. Ooh. He runs back to the car and speeds out of there. That is a great, <laughs> great story. But I want to know. So you see these three figures at the bottom of the bridge. Why would you bother them? Are you the police? Like, why would you just not leave them alone? I don't know. For fun. Well, I guess. But, yeah, maybe, a wand. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was looking for drugs. And, you know, you see people huddled under a bridge. You go, oh, they must have drugs. And you yell, hey, to see if they have any. But instead, they pull out a wand. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. Also, what time frame did you say this was? What year? 1955-ish. 1955-ish. Okay. Mm -hmm. Late at night. Now. Before I tell you the description of what he had seen, I want to tell you about the bridge they're referencing. So you just picture a regular bridge going over a river, right? Pretty much. Well, when I Googled it, a very different type of bridge popped up, leading me to believe this is not the bridge that he actually saw the creatures around. The actual Loveland Bridge or at least the one that pops up on Google, is a railroad bridge that crosses over a road. The bridge has an entire Facebook page dedicated to it because it's only eight feet above the road, and apparently no one knows how tall their vehicles are, and a <laughs> lot of work vans and U-Hauls get stuck <laughs> under it. <laughs> that sucks, but yeah. it's also hilarious. It is hilarious. It was very funny to look at those pictures. Why'd they make it so short? I don't know. I don't know if it was supposed to be there, maybe, or the road like kind of drops down under it. It also looks like it floods when it rains. So that awful, awful <laughs> design. Yep. So anyway, the creatures were described between three to four feet tall, bipedal. They had wrinkles. Instead of hair on their heads, lopsided chests with wide lipless mouths. Okay. Lopsided chests. I don't know what that means. Nobody... Does that mean like one titty is up high and one hangs low? I don't know. Okay. 
nobody went into it. They just said lopsided chess and moved on. So that is what I'm going to do. Alrighty then. <laughs> Supposedly, the businessman went to get help. And when they returned to look for evidence, there was an overwhelming smell of alfalfa and almonds. Hmm. Only a certain percentage of the population can smell almonds. That is very weird. I think it's almonds. I don't know. Yeah, it has to be because that's what makes cyanide. Interesting. Anyway, (laughs) things you learn from forensic files. Yeah, good to know though. (laughs) So, they weren't seen for 20-ish years. But March 3rd, 1972, a fairly new officer named Ray Shockey was driving down Riverside Drive that ran along the Little Miami River. And it was really close to a boot factory. Hmm. It was reported that either an animal ran across the road or he had seen a dog just off the side of the road. Either way, he stopped and shined his spotlight on it. The creature stood up and looked at Shockey before stepping over the guardrail and disappearing down the embankment. And he was shockied. (laughs) Yeah. Good one. (laughs) Found the back for me. (laughs) Shockey described the creature as having leathery skin, bright eyes, and was crouched like a frog until it stood upright. He also estimated it to be about 60 pounds and between three to four feet tall. After the encounter, Ray reportedly called Officer Mark Matthews to come help him check out the location. They couldn't find the creature, but there were some rather large drag marks going down the embankment towards the river. I can't decide in my head if they're cute or if I should be scared of them. They have wands that shoot sparks out. I feel like I don't just want to be their friend. Like, teach me the way of you frog people. I don't know. If that, uh, if the wand story was correct, do they seem a little aggressive? Well, I mean, I would be annoyed too if somebody was like, hey, interrupting my business. I don't fucking know you. <laughs> they turn around. They're like, I got a magic trick for you. Yeah, and then they it said it shot sparks. It didn't seem like it hurt him. <laughs> Sounds like a baby to me. <laughs> Maybe he was. Maybe that's why he didn't give his name. Mm-hmm. That too. So, Mark Matthews claims to have been driving the same area two weeks later on St. Patrick's Day when he came across something laying in the road. Thinking it was roadkill, he went to remove it from the road. When he opened his door, it creaked, and the animal got up into a crouching position. It hobbled over to the guardrail and started to climb over it when Mark shot at it. And What the fuck is wrong? Why? Why do people do this? All the time. All the time. And almost, like, at least half of the stories are like, well, it moved. So I'm going to shoot it. Nobody will believe them unless they have a body for proof. Fuck off. Like, don't (laughs) kill things just because you don't know what it is. Like, seriously. Well, he missed. Good. Supposedly. About a month later, a local farmer came out and said that he had also seen something similar. But that's all the details on his story. All right. Supposedly, in 1999, there was an interview with Mark Matthews where he says he is sick of talking about the Loveland frog and changes his story to an iguana or some other large lizard. I could not find that interview to confirm it, but remember this. We will be back. Fast forward to 2016. A ridiculously popular game by the name of Pokemon Go yeah buddy we played a lot oh my gosh we (laughs) drove like 30 miles away just to go to a different town to get different things well it came out that year in 2016 Mm -hmm. damn girls 26 yeah yeah wow (laughs) feels like a lifetime ago (laughs) 
<laughs> it does. The game was doing a really good job at getting people out moving around, but like Sam said, we cheated and used a car. <laughs> Even though it told us not to every single time we opened it up. We drove ridiculously slow and I would pull over to catch mine or Sam would do it for me. Yep. Just saying. Anyway. And it was always like super late at night and there was yeah. like nobody. <laughs> We'd go at like 11. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. <laughs> so Sam, however, he, he did it the right way. He walked around and he was with his girlfriend or a lady friend of some sort they made it to lake isabella when he saw a four foot tall frog sam told wlwt we saw a huge frog near the water not in the game this was an actual giant frog then the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs I realize this sounds crazy, but I swear on my grandmother's grave, this is the Uh-oh. truth. <laughs> now, being a good phone using millennial, not really sure that he isn't a, a millennial, but I'm making that assumption. Mm-hmm. Sam took photos. It is really hard to tell what it is. The sun was going down. It was pretty dark. There is very obviously something with eyes reflecting back, but there's nothing to reference for scale of the creature. So it could just be like a regular bullfrog or something, but it definitely has that froggy shape. Now, back to Mark Matthews. After hearing about Sam's experience, Mark got annoyed. He reached out to WCPO to tell them what he says really happened. Mm. The news story was that the creature in the middle of the road was an iguana. It had slowly left the road, not walking upright, and went under the guardrail, not over it. He told WCPO, I know no one would believe me, so I shot it. He loaded the body of the creature into his trunk to show Shockey. He says the iguana... Who was, again, shockied. <laughs> Very. <laughs> <laughs> he says the iguana was missing its tail, which is why they didn't immediately recognize it. He theorized that it was someone's pet that either got away or was released. He said it was half dead when he found it anyway. That doesn't make it... Uh, uh, uh. And it was just a fucking iguana? You really just like got out your gun to shoot a fucking iguana? Like, He needed proof. Uh, that it, there was an iguana? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Although mm. there's like... There was never anything said about it. So his sighting was supposedly a hoax. However... Iguanas definitely aren't native to Ohio, and no. I don't feel like there were too many iguana pets in the 70s. Also, Ohio is cold in the winter and spring. When we went to Cedar Point in June, there was ice on the towers of the slides in the water park. Yeah. I don't know how it could have made it even two weeks out there. Also, Shockey's sister drew a composite of what they had both told her they had seen, and it most certainly is not a lizard. Was it a frog? It looks very froggy. Mm. I will post that picture, but it looks very froggy. A few more little things about the Loveland frog. In 2014, at the Cincinnati Fringe Festival... There was a little musical put on about the Loveland Frog called Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frog. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Then I came across an article written in 2020 from a private high school called Archbishop Moeller High School where the student. Yeah. Where the student gives a brief history of the creature and then has a mock attack that ends up just being another student that wants to remain anonymous. And then they do a little interview about 
the frog. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cute that they were trying to keep the legend around. Yeah, that is awesome. Now, this is pretty much all I could find on the Loveland frog. It's a lot like the Dover Demon. No real investigations were really done into it. What was looked into didn't really recover anything. I also couldn't find theories as to where it came from or why it would be in the little Miami River so specifically. It's probably pretty obvious what theories could surround it. Your standard chemical or radiation leak, aliens government experiments Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe even a long lost species from the prehistoric area Mm -hmm. area era (laughs) but that is not all we're going to talk about today so the little miami river flows into the ohio river which is a pretty long river almost a thousand miles it starts in pittsburgh pennsylvania and ends in Cairo, Illinois. There are a few strange happenings in this river. First, we're going to take it back, way back to 1847. A little ways upstream from the Little Miami River, there was a dammed creek by Claremont County's Hartman Mill that had a white long slithery friend living in the pond however it escaped causing a panic called the great snake hunt of 1847 everyone was out hunting for the snake but nothing turned up but somehow this 15 to 20 foot long snake as round as a human that was mentioned a lot wow it evaded capture. And fast forwarding a few decades to 1878, there's a couple odd sightings. All right. The first one was reported by Ben Carrick. He was traveling over the Robling Suspension Bridge when he looked over the edge and saw a monster. Ben told the Cincinnati Gazette, Protruding from the water some 12 or 15 feet was what seemed to be the head of a large serpent or animal. Interesting. was rushing through the water at a very rapid rate and occasionally lashing the water with its tail into a perfect foam. What is, is this one of those little foamers from Starbucks you've been the coffee I don't know. He said that its head and neck looked covered in greasy wet hair. It's What? <laughs> its skin was a texture similar to an alligator and its head was shaped like a seahorse. It was swimming upstream before it disappeared. A few days later in the Cincinnati Gazette, there was a letter posted in response to Ben's story. The letter was telling him about the great serpent that had escaped from the Hartman Mill. At the same time Ben was coming to terms with what he had seen, there was another sighting in a different section of the Ohio River by John Davidson, the captain of Silver Moon Steamboat. Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah. He was docked when he saw a creature rush by. He described it as having a long pelican-like beak with slimy mane and super long and snake-like. Okay, so they're saying that the snake from the mill was a snake. Yeah, but it might have traveled and doesn't exactly look like a snake. Okay. Okay, but I understand it traveling, yeah, but if it's a snake, it's a snake. It's a sneaky snake. <laughs> Anyways, um, it, this does not sound like a snake to me. I mean, I, it sounds like the same is. thing, whatever these two different people saw, it sounds like the same thing, but I want to know why they think it has anything to do with a snake because it has a 
freaking mane on it. <laughs> like, I think because its body is long, legless, and slithery. Maybe it's a freaking deformed otter. That's a really long otter. I said deforms. <laughs> no, the Dovarku would be a deformed otter. <laughs> this one would have to be like otters doing the otter centipede. It's like, well, we talked about that way back in the <laughs> Kushtaka episode. No, no, Champs episode. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> anyway. His suggestion to the public is to use a Gatling gun on it. That's what they said in Champ's episode. I know. (laughs) Why? Because it's unknown. You have to kill the unknown thing. No, you don't. You can just leave it alone. (laughs) A couple years later, the snake must have been homesick because there was another sighting by a very respectable man at the mill. John Waits was walking along the bank when he saw something about 80 yards away and headed right for him. At first, he thought it was a duck, but it was way too fast for that. He said it got just across from him until it disappeared under the water. His description was between 30 and 35 feet long. Wow. Thick as a man. Dark colored with gray around its neck and white around its eyes. He said that the head was shaped like a coyote, but with eyes bigger than a horse's. There was another hunt, and they even drained the pond, but the snake was never found. They did, however, find a deep hole in the middle of the lake that was filled with rock. It was speculated that the snake was hiding in there. How did it get past the rocks? It just pushed in there? Yeah, you know, nuzzled his way in. Hmm. Yeah. Was that like the drain to the bathtub? (laughs) No, they actually had to destroy the dam to be able to drain the pond. Wow. And then they gave the the owner of the dam $25 for damages. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much it costs to build a dam in the 18 whatevers, but that just seems a little less. Yeah. I don't know. Unless you're paying beavers, I guess. There you go. Yeah. They don't really need money, so 25 is plenty. certainly (laughs) now we're going more than 100 years in the future and a little down the river to Evansville Indiana in 1955 Naomi Johnson her three children and a friend decided to cool off in the Ohio River Naomi was floating about 15 feet from the shore while everyone else was sunbathing on the shore Suddenly, she was grabbed from under the water. A fight ensued, but she got out of its grip and made it made her way back to the shore. When she emerged from the water, she had scratches and bruising around her knee, but that's not the weirdest part. She also had what looked like a bluish-green handprint on her knee that didn't disappear for several days. The what cre- the fuck? The creature was never actually seen, but in the fight, she said she felt a furry clawed hand. So you want to go? What kind of animal is this? I don't think this has anything to do with that one. This is just weird stuff that happens in the Ohio River, really. Oh, okay. So this is not supposedly the snake. I mean, it could be. If it lived a hundred years and grew hands weird weird or maybe the furry clawed hand was actually its mouth and she was feeling its mane ew yeah no thank you and lastly 
we are going to go back to the 70s for a lizard in Milton, Kentucky. <laughs> in 1975, at, at a 15-foot monitor lizard was seen in a junkyard multiple days by two brothers, Clarence and Garrett. They described the creature as looking similar but not exactly like a monitor lizard. Its eyes were huge like frogs, had off-white coloring around its mouth, and black and white stripes with some stippling throughout its body. Ooh, sounds pretty. Yeah. There were three days of sightings. First day, Clarence saw it. The next day, Garrett. And the last sighting was Clarence again. The last time he saw the creature, he shot at it after it ran into some brush. Mm. He has no idea if he hit it, but it wasn't seen again. He also said it looked a little bigger that last time he had seen it. There was a little search party the next month to come up, come help them look for evidence of the creatures, but nothing was ever discovered. I don't appreciate people using guns first, brains second. Yeah, yeah, me either. It's just, you know, that fight or flight, their instinct is fight. But why? Was it attacking you or was it just chilling? Uh, It was existing. That's, oh, I beg your pardon. (laughs) Well, that is what I had today. Which creature do you think is more plausible? The Loveland frog, the snake, the furry hand knee grabber, or the giant lizard? The giant lizard. But how giant was it? 15 feet. Oh, damn. That was pretty giant. Yeah, that's bigger than Barney. Yeah. <laughs> that's <is> pretty huge. <laughs> I for some reason I thought it was just like an iguana or something iguana sized. No, it's a monitor lizard. Mm, right, monitor lizard size. Yeah, which Komodo dragons are a type of monitor lizard, so mm-hmm. they look scary. They do look scary, but I mean, still, if it's not attacking you <laughs> or you know doing bad things, I don't know. Uh, I think the wand-wielding frogmen were the most plausible. I don't know if I would say the most plausible, but I definitely would say the most fun. (laughs) Well, this is the perfect time to introduce a new little segment we're going to try out. I was watching Men in Black the other day. All three of them, if you really want to know about my hyperfixation problems. (laughs) <laughs> at the end of the first one will smith or jay says this definitely rates about a 9.0 on my weird shit meter and i thought it was hilarious since we call this a weird shit podcast all the time so we are going to set some base ratings right now we picked five random episodes and we're going to rate them one to ten on the weird shit meter right now so first, we're starting with Cahaba, Alabama. What is your rating, Sam? I'm going to go with a four. Mm. Why? Because to me, it seemed like a hodgepodge of little things. Yeah. You know, nothing. I mean, it seems like there would be paranormal activity there, but it didn't seem anything seriously crazy but still a lot personally the story was a letdown for me (laughs) there were no personal experiences no verifiable hauntings so this one's really low for me i'd put it at about a two not a one because the history in the area was really intense Mm -hmm. but uh yeah definitely a two because i don't believe them (laughs) <laughs> I don't believe them. <laughs> Next up, we have the Black Eyed Kids. So, this one's creepy and weird. 
I don't want kids coming to my house and asking to come in and use my phone. And I definitely don't want to give them ketchup for their apples. So <laughs> I would rate this one at a six. What about you? Well, there was no real consequences to what happened with the Black Eyed Kids. A lot of bad luck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was bad luck, especially for that one person in the end. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm think I'm gonna go with a seven. That's a good one. So next we have Dear David. I think we are gonna have different ideas for this one. So I want you to I'm go first. <laughs> pretty sure we are, because I'm going with like a nine point five. Wow. <laughs> why do you pick a 9.5 because it was just crazy it had me wrapped into it like from the second I started reading it and the pictures seriously sent chills down my spine and I already know what you're gonna say (laughs) I already know but I want I want to believe okay I would probably put it at a three I just cannot get past the idea that he did all of this for a movie. Like, that's what I think. He did it for a movie. I mean, honestly, yes. You are most likely right. (laughs) But I just can't. There's, like, literally nothing to the story that couldn't have been faked. Even the kid, like, the pictures with the kid in it, there's no movement there. It just looks like a creepy doll he propped up. I know. But it's amazing. And it scared me. And it was weird. Nope. (laughs) So next we have Pinky Pinky. What would you rate this one? Pinky Pinky is up there just because it's just fucked. Like, (laughs) it's just... It's it's a heavy hitter. Like, it's pretty... And it's... I don't know. I'm gonna gonna go with, like, an 8. Ooh. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into with that story. (laughs) It is intensely weird and heartbreaking. I'm giving it an eight. Yeah. yeah. The amount of screwed up whoever is that actually came up with the legend warrants a hundred. But the fact that it's used to cover up horrible, awful things brings it Mm -hmm. back down to an eight for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, catacombs. The freaking story definitely Mm. like a two or a three just because it was a little basic crypty mass burial stuff in the beginning but then you got to the rugurus and holy crap that jazzed the story up so much i was in shock that story man that story alone puts it at a 10 yeah it's, but, i say that story by itself without even the rest of the episode is yeah. a 10 <laughs> but then because it is like a mass burial thing mm-hmm. and it's just another way people have been messed up to the deceased i bring it back down to a nine but the yeah. rugurus holy crap yeah if you just if it was just that story, I would definitely would be like, let's turn this up to eleven. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I go with nine for that one too. Yeah. So, what about this story? The first official weird shitometer rating on a story. I would rate this at probably a five. Why? Because seeing creepy frog men, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I can't decide. Are they creepy or are they cute? I, I really cannot decide. <laughs> Either way, seeing them walking on two feet would be weird. Yeah. A magic wand's weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Did I say five? Yeah. I'm going to take it down to a three because it's it's weird. But it's not like... Something we haven't heard before, you know, kind of. But it's not, I don't know, it's not like, what the fuck? Other than them shooting everybody. Like, that to me is fucked up in itself. Yeah. So, What would you rate it? 
as a whole, like the frogmen, the snake dudes, the lizard dudes, probably a five, no, four, a four. Because, you know, four foot tall frogs, weird. Things grabbing you from under the murky water, creepy. Mm-hmm. Not exactly what I want to encounter. Mm-mm. Never do I want to encounter that. <laughs> So probably a four. Yeah. I think I'm right there. Yeah. I think I'm right there. I think I could go three or four mm-hmm. for that one. So that is the Loveland Frog and Friends episode. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear from you guys. Have any fun stories about being dragged to your death in the Ohio River? Are you going to have a hard time swimming in murky water for a bit? Mm-hmm. I Always. know Sam will. <laughs> <laughs> what about other fun stories? Like that one time that your mom brought home a scary Nigerian mask that started bringing dead things back to life and you had to fight off a horde of zombies at your welcome home party. What about when you fell in love with an ex-demon that only had a day left to live, or that time you predicted a busload of people were going to be solidified in an amber-like substance. You can submit those to us either to our uh, email address, thisislegendpod at gmail.com, or you can use our form that is on our website, and you can also listen to episodes and see our sources and see our photos at thisislegendpod.com. Follow us on our social medias at Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at This Is Legend Pod. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Goodbye.